0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We're thrilled to be back with you here on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can join us at 888-728-9941. Jeff, let's hop into it. Tough loss for the Eagles out in Seattle last week. That'll give us plenty to talk about later in the show. We'll also be joined by our guest in the second segment, Phillies pitcher and Alabama fan, who's most likely very happy with the Bowl Championship Series. Adam Morgan, we'll touch on the Flyers, actually, on a winning streak. Three. The Sixers, you were there last night. So mm-hmm. let's hop right into the, the Sixers. What's going on? Well,
1: first of all, I want to tell everybody, I found Okafor. Okay. And he's in Brooklyn. He's in Brooklyn. <laughs> let's talk
0: about that for a second. So Jalil Okafor was traded yesterday. Yep. Uh, a, the number a, three pick for a bag of the, basketballs, basically <laughs> for the Sixers, um, was traded. Uh, yeah. w- look, at this point, are, I mean, it's not surprising that they weren't able to get value that you would hope would be commensurate with. Because nobody saw him play. It, it is a, a challenge. Um, they sent uh, Stauskis along with Okafor and a second yep. round pick,
1: and a sec- The second <laughs> round pick makes no sense whatsoever. Well, uh, I guess. Brooklyn wanted more,
0: <laughs> um, so you gave up a number three pick, a second rounder, and yeah. Stauskas for uh, Booker, not Devin from yeah. Phoenix, mm-hmm. Trevor from Brooklyn. Uh, he is a veteran who will bring a little toughness. He's got an expiring contract this year,
1: uh, so basically, trust the process, right? Well, he he's he just endeared himself, at least to me. But I think to to Philadelphia, did you see him? What he how he described himself? No. So he's described himself as T.J. McConnell, only bigger. Only bigger. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so, I mean,
0: look, the, the city likes T.J. Now, before we came on here, I got a a, I got kind of a, a, a ranting email. I called it a Phillies fan rant mm-hmm. before we came on from a friend who uh, said that everyone can finally admit trust the process should be an epithet, not a badge of honor. And then he goes to list out Michael Carter-Williams, Neuron Snowell, Jalil Lowe before.
1: Carter-Williams was not part of the process. He's just a disgruntled. He was just the first trade. He's just a
0: disgruntled
1: Sixers fan right now. Well, look. So
0: how, how does a Sixers fan feel? Look, here's the thing. He, he's not a number three pick anymore. That's not his value. They haven't made that his value. Whether that was his value when he was drafted, that's where he was drafted. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you're not bringing him on the court when your players aren't even playing. So he has no value for you. So to be able to get anything for him surprised me. I thought they would end up
1: cutting him, frankly. They, what I had heard was that they were considering cutting him, that they were considering cutting him and Stauskas. So they took on Booker, and they had to throw in the second so round So basically pick. traded a second round pick for Booker is what happened. Basically. Okay. But you know you is know that good? Well, look, from the, f- the first point, I will tell you that the trading two first lottery picks, by the way. Stauskas was a lottery pick a couple years ago, too. And he can shoot. So he can't do much else, but he can shoot. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's, he's your Michigan boy. <laughs> he is. And, and I love them at Michigan. But, but he has not but. <laughs> shown the ability to play defense in the NBA, which was exactly what people were worried about. But that said, you just traded two second-round picks for a 30-year-old guy whose contract is expiring. So now... So let's get past the fact that's a bad trade from that standpoint. So now we're in the present, in the future. So what have the Sixers actually done? The sixers, i don't think people realize what the Sixers actually did was took on took on an expiring contract. And and anybody who gets upset that they traded the second round pick, get over it. We have like it, eight more. But 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 I've seen people today raving that they lost a second round pick. Who cares? Okay, We got enough picks. That's not the problem. We now have $43 million coming off the books at the end of the season. So are the Sixers going to go all in on trying to get a big free agent after this year? Again, the LeBron James comes up again. You are just in love with that. Or are we going to see movement at the trade deadline this year? where instead of the Sixers do what they've been doing for the last four years, which is They're buyers. getting all these expiring contracts to them, are they going to trade expiring contracts for a real player? So, And are the Sixers going to go all in to build this team by the middle of this
0: year? It seems like you're willing to gloss over what happened leading up to the trade. No, but it's over. What am I going to do about it? Okay, so the fan that that is not satisfied and said the process failed because of all these things or the it process struggled did you totally discount them disagree with them because there have been ups and downs in this process i mean we're re- we're redshirting another player this <laughs> year like this has not been a straight line up not that anybody thought it was going to be an easy
1: path right but there are definitely missteps along the way but that was anticipated the, the the whole point is draft picks just don't o- they don't always turn out the way you want uh Evan Turner is a perfect example Okafor, you're just upset because he played at ohio state well that doesn't that that, that's of the situation that's the player that no. you call out. Okay, so were you <laughs> just, happy with Evan Turner? No, but I just nobody's happy. I just with think Evan it's
0: funny Turner. that all the players you could complain about as a Michigan guy, you went with the Ohio State guy. <laughs> I just find that funny how that's the one that came off your tongue. There. Well,
1: all, all I could say is Adam Morgan and I were big fans of of, of who of who played Ohio State. <laughs> I understand. So um, I understand. But you're past that fact. You know that you knew that you were going to get to the point that you were going to have mistakes. You're not going to hit on every lottery pick that you have. So they hit on a couple. Yeah, it took a long time. It's frustrating. There were there were older people who probably died waiting for the process to take place and wanted to see their Sixers win. That's so win. morbid. It is. Well, that's what that's what people don't when, when you have to do what's best for the long term, but. That's the organization. As a fan, when you're getting up there in years, the last thing you want is to sit here. Hey, by the way, here. in five years, they're going to be really good. You yeah, may not right. be around to see it, but they're going to be really good. All right. So so now the Sixers are where they are. Here's the problem, and I you didn't read the whole rant. Thank you. But I did not read but, the whole rant. But we that went sounds, through the rant. Yeah, we went through it before we went so, on the air. So here, here's the problem. If you don't get the right complementary parts, this is not going to work. And last night was the perfect example of that.
0: So we play we play for we close that chapter on mm-hmm. Okafor. You were down there last night for the Lakers. You watched the game against Phoenix the other night. Mm-hmm. Give me your take on what you saw down there last night at the Wells Fargo Center. You want first the fan
1: perspective or do you want the, or you want the
0: game? Well, let's talk the game first because okay. the fan goes a little bit into Lonzo after. <laughs> so we're we'll talk
1: the game first. So so the, the the as far as the the beginning of the game the, it was electric the problem was the sixers got off to a bad start yeah the, the rant included that yeah jj reddick could not hit the broadside of a barn last night but that's what happens with shooters shooters are streaky and if people the people the, the guy next to me was so incredibly obnoxious cursing every time jj reddick missed it and starting to yell out what his salary was it, there's 82 games. You're going to have a couple clunkers in there. Everybody does. So for the guy sitting next to me, you were really obnoxious. <laughs> and you know nothing about basketball. So you didn't so, make friends down at the area last night, no, Jeff? No, no. It took everything.
0: Come I- on. You're supposed to be getting additional listeners to the show. You could have cost us somebody. You could have pitched him on our show and said, you know, if you listen, maybe we could have more of a conversation. You should call was in.
1: Three sheets to the wind. Uh,
0: so we'll are- take people who drink. <laughs> Look, we if, not not while you're driving, of course. Yeah. But you know, if you want to have something and, and give us a call,
1: Jeff's willing to talk to you all day long. As long as you can put two words together, that's fine. He couldn't put two words right, together, so but let's get past the fan. Put two words yet. So so you got Reddick who can't shoot Sarge. Was was sitting in, in a really bad outfit yesterday. <laughs> Look uh, at you, Mister Fashion <laughs> Critic over here. And and because was just wanted to sit on the bench, and all of a sudden he's got to yeah. Get he had a he had a scratch cornea, and and he, so he couldn't play yesterday. Uh, I hope it's not long term because here's what I noticed is that we we went through last week that there is these offensive efficiency ratings and yeah you made fun of your son for that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but I, but I take it back. I apologize cuz yesterday was the perfect example of it. Alex, don't worry. Ben, we'll, we'll clip that so you can have that to play <laughs> over and over again. Ben, ben Simmons is not great if there aren't people on the floor who can shoot because Ben Simmons can't shoot. So he really he, can't shoot. Right. So so not only
0: can he shoot, he's afraid to shoot. Like he's He's hesitant to take the shot. Yeah.
1: Well, he doesn't have any form. Uh, it's the same thing I've been saying with with his free throws. I, I don't understand how you get to this level and and don't know how to shoot a basketball. And yet he still put up a triple double. Yeah. He well he's he's he he's a marvel athletically. But the problem is, I mean, he made a pass yesterday. I don't. Or actually, it was a layup where it looked like it was a pass where he literally put the ball behind his back and then pulled it back in and just laid it up. You could do that, right? Uh, except for that. you would pull every a, part would of that muscle, of putting it, your arm. Yeah, behind your back. I, I actually pulled a muscle watching it. <laughs> but but he does if he doesn't have somebody to throw it back to, that makes the defense make a decision. Do I go to the guys on the outside because he's going to make that amazing pass, or do I stay in? If they know they can just stay in because there's nobody shooting, that's it. He's done, and he's still going to get some points. But it makes his job incredibly hard. That's why he's got to develop a shot. So at least for himself, people have to make the decision: Do I go out and get him, or do I lay back? And and if you don't have that option and that versatility, and then if you don't have the guys on the outside, I know Embiid hits three pointers every once want in a while. I, I don't think anybody's worried about Embiid. I want Embiid dunking on fools. Covington had a good game yesterday. Um, but there, there was nobody else shooting outside, and and that's it. So they need that versatility. I don't know if Quirkmaas is the answer, but he's not up here he's, long enough to he's find out. Trained to Delaware, he, he he gets suited up for the game, and then they send him out for the game. I
0: enjoy the updates on Twitter of him going back and forth to Delaware to the eighty-seven. Yeah, if
1: anybody wants to see a really long transaction chart, look at just look up Verkin Quirkmaas, and you'll see every day. Every day he goes down, up and up down. down, and he and he doesn't play. Why? I don't know. And and here's the other thing I, I noticed. TLC is a he shits good way too much. Okay. But he's he's a good young basketball player. Let's all let's not forget these guys are all like twenty years old. Yes. For some reason, there is just this this nastiness every time he comes in the game. Fans don't seem to like him and I don't know why. I think that he has too much of a role
0: on this team right now. I don't know if that's why fans are reacting that way, but...
1: Who, who's going to take his minutes?
0: I think that fans want to see somebody else. Who? I, I don't... Birkin? Well, it's not Stauskas anymore. Right. I mean, again, there was Justin were, Anderson's
1: hurt. You so it's, it could have played Stauskas some,
0: yeah, but you chose not to. Mm-hmm. TJ's played his minutes, but he's not really a, the same type player. Right. So I don't know who else plays it, but I think that if he's in, he needs to defer more. Um, he can't like he he wants to to play too much. For he's role aggressive. In that offense. He is, but he's not my my prime scorer that I want to turn to.
1: No, and he and he never will be the prime scorer. And but, so I'd like him but, to not act that way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like score, I get it. Scores are scores. Right. They think they're scores. Mm-hmm. They can only. Not, I get that. You're on the court with Ben Simmons, Jaleel Okafor. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the way I feel when I watch
1: it. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just hear what you said? Yes. Knock it off. No. What? You said if you're on the court with Ben Simmons and Jaleel Okafor. Sorry, Joel Embiid. No, Jaleel Okafor is not on the court.
0: But if you're on the court with Embiid and Simmons, you got better options. Let's be honest. you got better options than yourself. So you move that ball around,
1: and you get them. But you don't have better options if you don't kick it out to him every once in a while. See, that's the problem. The, The defenses are collapsing. And by the way, Joel Embiid, the one thing that he does not do well is dribble the basketball Somebody's got to tell him big men are not supposed to put the ball down they're supposed to keep it up and he constantly has the ball stolen from him when he dribbles well speaking of people telling him things so yeah. he
0: went to the Sports Illustrated Awards this week <laughs> and I finally saw my picture of him standing next to Jose Altuve yeah so I'm the same height as Jose Altuve I will not be the one telling him okay I I maybe come up to like his hip maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's just I saw that picture and I was like thank you Somebody out there, thank you. It was beautiful to see. Any other notes from down there at the arena?
1: Talk to me about the Ball family. Ah, the Ball family. Let's talk Lonzo first. Well, that's it. The first thing I wanted to say was I do feel bad for Lonzo Ball at this point. So two
0: weeks in a row. Last week, I felt bad for Eli Manning
1: and never thought that could happen. Mm -hmm. This week, you feel bad for lonzo ball yeah because everything i've seen of lonzo ball is he handles his business professionally he just has a lunatic for a father well
0: we all know that
1: and so just like i said when they drafted him is this is what was going to happen he goes into every arena and people torture him so i'm not kidding you every single time lonzo ball got the ball they booed him until he passed the ball the only time I've ever seen that before was in college basketball. You know I'm not really and into that, right? No, I'm like sure you're not. it's not I, I, fault I don't his I don't boo anybody, but I just don't put my effort into it. But in he can't bully. choose his dad. It's not his fault. I know, but he's got to tell his dad to shut up already. But but let's just get back to him for I think the Lakers are going to do that pretty so, soon. So so I said to a different guy sitting next to me on the on the other side said this this will be over. This is and the guy who wasn't nah, three nah, sheets to nah, the Yeah, week? exactly. There's <laughs> no way that this can go on past the first quarter. Man was I wrong. Cuz the Philadelphia fans went the entire game every time Lonzo Ball touched the ball, he got booed loudly. So let's be honest though. Mm-hmm. He silenced them at the end of the game. He silenced well, it wasn't him. He made it, the pass. It wasn't him. He in, made the pass. I know, but Ingram had a great game. He made the pass. The Lakers are not as bad as as they look. No. And the Sixers were off, and it was just, you know, you can tell in an NBA game when it's going to be a bad game. It was Pretty a
0: disappointing early. back-to-back with Phoenix and the Lakers at home. Mm-hmm. You know, Booker lights you up for 46 points. Next day he gets hurt. Yeah, um, But he just, you weren't, that wasn't going to happen. And then last night, everybody was so hyped for the game, and they came out with seemingly so flat, tried to make a run late in the
1: game, and it just wasn't enough. Well, so that's the next part of it. So for three quarters, the Lakers had... A shut up, okay? There was there was basically nothing, but you could tell everybody just wanted. They were ready, and when the Sixers made that run in the fourth quarter, I've never heard it that loud. I mean, that place was shaking, and it was it was pretty incredible to see when they when they tied it up. I'm pretty sure everybody in that building thought they were going to win, and and when Ingram hit that shot. The place just went dead silent. The funny
0: thing is you were texting me and so was somebody else from the game and I was passed out sick. Mm-hmm. And so I had all these text messages after the game. Of, Did you see this? <laughs>
1: and I missed the whole thing. And so I had nothing to go off of. I woke up. I'm like, oh, man, I missed something. So let's now get to not Lonzo, but Crazy Ball. Papa LeVar. So, yeah. So, so now we have Papa Lavar who has pulled his high school son out of high school. And he's going to homeschool, no, no. The high school the son. college kids pulled out too. hold on. So we got the high school kid's been pulled out of high school because he didn't like the way the coach was coaching, and he's homeschooling him. Now we got the kid who got caught stealing glasses in China, and he's now pulled him out of UCLA, and apparently he signed them both with an agent who's Lonzo's agent, so now neither one of them could go back to school, and he wants them to be a package deal in, in some European league. Uh, good luck finding that. How how is this if this wasn't cuz I've heard this before don't you want a father who cares that much No <laughs> I don't I want a father who who wants what's best for their children and what he's doing now is not in the best interest of those kids for No those matter how much he cares that can't about.
0: see Jeff he's like personally offended by LeVar Ball. You you're like visibly bothered by his type of parenting because
1: he takes hover parenting way cuz it's about further him and anybody who says it's not about him it is about and him and that's the thing like I we don't want ca- we
0: want parents to be involved but he's making decisions for his kids that will have ramifications
1: for so many years to come on every level of their life well let me ask you a question so leangelo balls the middle one he's he's the one with the the sticky fingers in, does he know you can't China. take classes in whatever country he's going to play on a european team well well so he was a three star prospect he is not on anybody's draft board. He wasn't going to go to the NBA. The younger one apparently has a, has a shot. So, Leangelo is in a good school, UCLA. He's getting an education. He's likely not going to make any money from playing basketball. So, what has his father done for him? What's going to happen now? So, he's going to go over and play in Europe so that his maybe, younger brother can do well? Maybe he'll be the CEO of Big Baller Brand. Well, guess how much money you're making as a CEO of Big Baller, Brand. I
0: mean, look, I don't know what his plans are as a parent. I think he's just a self-promoter. I mean, yesterday he's out there trying to troll the president with animated GIFs of him dunking on him. He's just out there to get his own name out there. Last night he's, he's good talking at to Joel Embiid after the game and, you know, in the middle of everything. And there's always a TV camera there following him. and.
1: In this media climate, there's an audience apparently for that, and, and uh, I'm okay with it. That's this generation. But I don't, what I don't like, and actually what I find repulsive, is when parents make it about themselves. This you can, he could do the multimedia stuff and annoy me. That's fine. Hurting your kids while you're doing it, I don't have any time for that. Like if I was if I was advising this kid, I mean, you know, I'm an attorney. I'm not an agent. But if I was advising this kid as an agent. I would be saying, kid, you gotta get away from your parents. You got well, and you, you gotta make your own decisions. Kevin Garnett sort of said like
0: stay in your lane to his dad. Yeah. Um but, but he, he does he doesn't seem to take any critiques as forget in the lane. He's on the other side of the road. Yeah. Well that, I'll let that be the last comment. We're gonna head to break. When we come back, we'll have Phillies pitcher Adam Morning joining us Morgan's joining us. Stick with us. <laughs>
2: Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1 1- or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family.
0: Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, and Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856 795 4709. Again, that's 856 795 4709. Or learn more on the web at www.ancoonsrealestate.com. We This is the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We're back here in studio, and I believe we are joined on the line by Phillies pitcher Adam Morgan. Adam, are you there?
3: Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me.
0: Oh, thanks so much for joining us. Fun times. Got the winter meeting starting uh, next week, and... I'm sure lots for you to watch. I'll let Jeff go first.
1: Hey, Adam, so so where are you spending your time right now? Are you getting ready to go to we'll, – we'll get to it in a little bit, but I just want to get a, a sense. Are you already uh, packing for the uh, semifinals of the college football playoffs? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the bags are packed. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a – I don't know whether to go to um, the game versus Clemson or wait and see if they win and just uh, drive a – about an hour south to Atlanta. I'd recommend that. both. My <laughs> <Why,
0: why laughs> stop at too, one? <laughs> I don't know if my wife's going to let me. It's funny. We actually talked about it last week when we were doing our college football picks, knowing that you were coming on, saying, well, I guess we have to root for Alabama so that I'm happy
1: and ready to go to some of these games.
3: You have to. You have to.
1: Well, as, as a Michigan grad, uh, you and I were on the same page last week. Uh, there's nothing worse than Ohio State.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean... It, the past three years, it's it's almost like every time they've been on the cusp, and they've always seemed to uh, you know squeak in there. So it was it was good to see. You know, everybody was like, "Oh well, Ohio State by the numbers, they should get in," but the committee, uh, I think, made the right decision.
1: So do
0: I. <laughs> I, I enjoyed uh, Adam Talaferro, who who played at Penn State, uh, trolling Ohio State a little bit. Saying like last year we were complaining this year deal with it so <laughs> yeah so I'm tired of you'll, okay. so you'll be watching the college football championship obviously playing Clemson any other picks you're a huge college football fan still
3: I am I am you know uh, the the big one you know this week Army Navy um, I mean I just I just love I think college football is one of the most passionate sports um, and it's just it's so much fun to watch because anybody can get beat any weekend.
1: So, so are you going to the Army-Navy game, or have you ever been?
3: I've never been. I, I want to go. I, 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 I told
1: Jeff I, it's I, on I my bucket go. list, too. He went last year. Yeah, I mean, Adam, you're you're in the, in the great city of Philadelphia where the game usually is. I, I went last year mm-hmm. for the first time. I can tell you that there is nothing I have ever experienced in sports, and I've been over to probably over 300 sporting events in my life. I have never seen anything like the tradition and the whole the whole atmosphere of the Army Navy game, you gotta go.
3: Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely on the bucket list. It's funny because a lot of guys, um, you know, up in Philadelphia, are like, well, you know, we're gonna make it to an SEC game. We're gonna make it to an SEC. We're going here. We're going to Tennessee. We're going to Tuscaloosa. You know, all these games, and I'm like. I want to come to the Army Navy game. I want to come up here. That's my that's on my bucket list.
0: I want to do both if that's okay. So I'll take <laughs> no, I'll take, I'll take yeah, those absolutely. SEC
1: games because they look amazing, and the Army Navy game. I'm cool. So so you have a, a teammate who who went to LSU. So 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 do you and Aaron talk smack or is he not a big Tigers fan even though he went there?
3: Oh, all day, all day, every day. I mean, I think that that whole day we were talking about it and. You know, he talked a big game at the beginning of the game, and then <laughs> about halftime, he was like, You know, I don't know, we still got a chance. In the third quarter, he's like, You guys are just too good. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. And so it, it was, I mean, we talked smack the whole year. And we really, I mean, college football is so exciting because, believe it or not, I, I think the LSU is more of a, a football school than it is a baseball school. And Alabama for sure is a football school instead of a baseball school. And, you know that that's just one of the things that one of the memories that that we like to talk about is going to those football games.
0: That's fun stuff. That's definitely a good time. Well, let's play it forward to baseball a little bit. A lot of changes in the organization coming on this year. You got a new manager Gabe Kapler, new pitching coach Rick Crannis. What are your thoughts? Have you worked with them before?
3: Well, we had a. I worked for. I've worked with Cranny the past two years, um, and he's. He's awesome, full of energy, gives you everything he's got, you know, every day, positive guy. Um, I think the way that uh, the Phillies have been going, um, you know, signing all these guys or, or hiring these new guys is, you know, he's very uh, numbers oriented, which means um, he's going to find the numbers that that benefit you, That that's going to basically – Pump your tire and and show you your strengths and you know who cares about the hitter's weaknesses you stick with your strengths because they're that good um I've had um a little bit of you know texting here and there with uh, gabe and um he's been he's been nothing but you know awesome i mean he seems he seems full of energy he seems ready to ready to get going um
1: are you allowed to eat I'm junk excited. food?
3: <laughs> <laughs> did, did did he tell you? No, just yet. I mean,
0: no food okay. restrictions yet.
3: No, not not yet. I, I mean, last year, last year we, we did it. we we had the nutritionist in the in the clubhouse and monitoring the food and all that, and um, it, it's been good so far. Um, but I've heard uh, that that uh, Cap is uh, is into nutrition and eating uh, strict.
0: It's funny you said that, um, you know, a lot of energy. That was sort of what I, I took away, uh, that he has a general excitement and passion for the game. Can you talk about what that means for a coach that, that has that type of outlook for a player like yourself?
3: Um, I, I think it's huge. Uh, I mean, based on such a, such a long season that there's going to be times when you don't feel like um, – I'm just going to go ahead and say, you don't feel like, you know, working out that day or you don't feel like running that day or you don't, you know, you're just having one of those lazy days. And for him to come in there and just be full of energy, uh, you know, every single day, 162 games. I mean, that's going to be huge. The, the, the guys, I mean, energy is, uh, I mean, you, you you feed off that, you feed off that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's contagious. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good and upbeat and, I think it's none, it's going to be positive. I think that, you know, the way that we ended last year, the second half of the year, just building off of that and uh, heading into the beginning of 2018 is it's going to be uh, successful.
1: Well, I'll think, talking about building, um, you went through a surgery back in 2014, kind of slowed down your fastball. But the the last part of this year, you seem to have gained your command back, gained your velocity back. Is it just the surgery and it takes that long? And what did you have to do to get back to that point?
3: Well, um, during the the year after surgery, it was more about getting the command back because the velocity, in my mind, I knew was going to come back because it's basically you have a brand-new shoulder. Just think of it as a, like a brand-new baseball mitt. you got to break it in. you got to to get it stretched out, you got to get it, uh, you know, in a groove back to where it was the previous, you know, 23 years. Um, so that, that was the big thing for me is just getting the command back and getting that arm slot back. Then the velocity came when I really stayed on my shoulder exercises because I never want to go back on the DL and never want to have another surgery. Um, like the one I had in. So I I think that I just really focused on my shoulder exercises and getting every part of my shoulder strong throughout the year. I think that's what uh, really contributed to me and my velocity, um, you know, going to the next level.
0: It really seems like you found a role that you're comfortable in in the bullpen. Can you talk about fitting in in that type of uh, role on the team as opposed to a starting pitcher or some other role out there?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, the second half of the year, it was, um, we had Nishak that, uh, that had been traded and Benoit who had been traded. So, I think a lot of us in the bullpen looked at each other and was like, you know, this is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to, to show that we can do this. So, it was really a big... Team, but bullpen effort. To like, we we were we were pulling for each other, and we were we we're happy that everybody was succeeding. And and it was kind of uh, you know once you get into a routine down there, and you kind of know and you feel when you're going to go in. Um, I think that's what that's what was really crucial because a lot of times we never knew, really knew when we were going to go in, how many days we were going to go in, and or how many days in a row we were going to go in. So once we figured that out. And you know, kind of knew when we were going to go in. It, it was it was just you know the skies and limber from there because everybody took care of themselves. The bullpen, the the bullpen last year was was very strong. Was very you know, we were in shape. We were we were feeling healthy at the end of the year. We were looking at each other like, you know, no no time to you know let off the gas now because next year we're, we're doing this in October. So it was uh, it was fun. It well, was that's what we like. It was exciting. <laughs> Yeah, us too. Us too. I can. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but you know, guaranteed, everybody in there wants to play in October. I can
0: tell you this: October baseball in this city is fun. It is. It is very fun going to games here in the playoffs and the World Series, uh, and seeing these fans get to to show you the accolades that you all deserve. So we do hope you get there.
1: So a couple more questions, Adam, and then we'll let you go. Uh, First of all, how many days till pitchers and catchers report?
3: i'm 68
1: wow are' I actually, you excited I actually do that too <laughs>
3: I, I'm so excited i I really am you know um being being down well being in the Phillies organization for this long and and being to um, a couple big leagues from trains you you know what to expect out of yourself um day one and into to have these the the new managers, the new coaches, the new bullpen coach, all, all these new faces. I'm excited to get down there. I know how to get myself prepared. Now I'm ready to go out there and show everybody, you know, what what I've been doing this offseason and and hopefully it, it all uh, you know, pays off.
0: All right, before we let you go, we're going to go back to the important news. Okay. What's your picks here? Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia. What are we going to say?
3: Man, I'm in Georgia now. Uh,
1: I know you're not picking against
3: so, Alabama. So an,
0: I know you're, you're picking Alabama. So you're
3: And you're
1: an yeah. Atlanta boy, right?
3: Uh, yes, yeah, sir. I'm, I'm north of Atlanta. I'm up here getting snowed on right now, three or four inches. So everybody here in Georgia is pretty much shut down. But Yeah, they don't have snowplows.
1: Uh, no.
3: No, no every, I mean, a couple of inches comes out of snowpocalypse here. But um, I don't know. I, I think Georgia – the, the big win in the SEC championship is going to give them, you know, going to give them an edge. They just got to stop Baker Mayfield. I think that the defense of Georgia just need to contain him, stop him a little bit, and then Georgia's offense will, will step up. And they'll, they'll get their points. It's just stopping Baker Mayfield in that offense. I mean, I think that, you know, the SEC is, is pretty much built off defense. So you know Oklahoma and those other teams that that don't really face the caliber of defense that's in the SEC. You know they got they got something coming for them. So if Georgia can contain Baker Mayfield, I'm going with Georgia. But Baker Mayfield is going to get his points. So
1: then what do you do? So now you got your your Atlanta Georgia team, and you got I'm assuming you're picking Alabama over Clemson.
3: Absolutely. I so mean the, the big thing. You root for Alabama, for Alabama in that case, right?
1: right at, at that point.
3: Oh yeah, I'm going I'm going to Alabama hundred percent. I mean if Alabama wins and Georgia wins, I'm going to Alabama. I'll we'll, we'll be looking I'm out for you running on the I'm field really in that game. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the I'll be the only one storming the field. You I'll be deaking <laughs> for But um, no, it'll be good. I mean, Alabama's got, you know, a month and a week. They got that they got last week off, so they got a month and a week to, uh, you know, get everybody healthy and Get the plan put together, and now it's just going out and executing it. You just I mean, gotta got to watch out with
0: your defensive coordinator well, leaving. Do you have any eligibility left? Oh,
3: do you have any eligibility? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I, I mean I got a year left. I think so. Well,
1: I mean, we'll if call. They we'll,
3: need a we'll, kick or? or, or yeah, you corner, could be a walk. You could be a walk on. I mean, uh, exactly. I'll be the kicker.
1: Well, we'll let I mean, you that, reach out to. The,
3: that's one of the positions where it's where we're, we're, we're kind of shaky at.
1: But, yeah, uh, I'm thinking you have something in your Phillies contract that prevents you from do, doing, <laughs> doing that, huh? In, something, in, the,
3: in the fine print somewhere. Yeah.
1: Well, we, uh,
0: we wish your team good luck coming up in the championship, and we certainly wish you good luck coming up with the Phillies this season. We'd love to have you back as it goes forward.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. Thank Thanks you so much have
0: for joining us. You have a great one. All
3: uh, right, you too.
0: All right, Jeff, so do you agree with him on the Alabama-Georgia Final. Let's talk that for a second. No,
1: I actually, I actually think that it's going to be an Alabama, Oklahoma final. I, I agree with him that defenses is, is usually rules of the day, but Oklahoma's offenses is so potent that I don't know how Georgia stops them. And then it's going to be a battle of offense versus defense. And I, I'm not ready to pick that game, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be Alabama. And let's go back to Army-Navy for a second before yeah. we go to a break. So oh. you went to that last year. It, it was it You was, know that – and my
0: wife knows of all the things, that's one of the top things that I would like to do is go to an Army-Navy game mm-hmm. just because I think that it's so cool to watch on TV there, everything that goes on. There is day. no
1: exaggeration here. I'm telling you I have ne- – and I've been to the, the – the the clinching game of the World Series here. I've been to national championship games and basketball. I've been to bowl games. I'm telling you, there is nothing that is like this. Because, so when are you taking me? Huh? When are you taking me? As soon as you Come get the ticket. Come on, the hardest sports road I, I, trip. I'll drive. Oh, so I'll get the tickets. Yeah, that, I think that's fair. Okay, well, we'll work on it. But but Na- I don't think Navy's ever lost in this stadium. So well, anyway.
0: Army barely throws the ball this season. Their, Nobody throws
1: the ball. Their whole
0: g- army has gone through a season, barely, literally, barely throwing the ball this year. Their running game is insane, so we we'll be watching but this a, weekend.
1: And, and before we go to break, I would I would say that if you if you are going to the Army Navy game tomorrow, you get the the bonus of of snowballs. Please don't throw any of them. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> but, that'd be a bad idea. But stay, get there early and watch halftime because there are so many traditions from the hostage taking of one school to the other of of then trading over the secretary of defense from one side to the other, the parachuters coming in. There are so many traditions that are part of this game that don't leave when it's halftime and don't and be there at least a half hour before and of course
0: you recognize the sacrifice of the people playing in that game yeah and and, that, right. and that,
1: what it's all about like yeah
0: they're playing a the game but they're all there for a much larger reason and to recognize that is really something special it's it's the best all right let's leave that be the last word of the segment this is the heart of sports stick with us when we come back we've got eagles nfl picks and more
2: Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1- 888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family.
0: Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. If you want to join us, give us a call, 888-728-9941. Jeff, did you stay up last Sunday night to watch the Eagles out in Seattle?
1: Of course I did.
0: Were you as frustrated as me? I mean, you're not really a fan, but.
1: No, no, because I, this was the game that I was worried at, even though. You picked Seattle. Yes, I did. Because I, I saw this as a trap game. I mean, if if you're going to have a trap game, this is a difficult one to have. You've been on a streak. You're going out to Seattle. They seem like they're wounded. They need a win here. And that crowd and that stadium is intimidating. So and that was a challenge. Carson
0: yeah. couldn't audible, it seemed like. But I wasn't thrilled with the game plan. Um, it seemed not aggressive enough in the, in the first half. Yeah, Carson, there were a little, some
1: coaching boo-boos. Some coaching boo-boos. Uh-huh. Carson wasn't very accurate overthrowing Aguilar. Um, so here's my, here's, my, here's my question on the coaching boo-boo. Um, it's pretty easy to tell that that's not a lateral. They have somebody up in a booth that's supposed to be looking at that stuff. What was he looking at? I don't know, man. <laughs> I
0: mean, it was pretty clear. I, I um, was not sure why there was not a challenge. And look, on
1: that play, that's a
0: game-changing
1: play. Mm-hmm. You
0: throw the flag there. You got eight minutes left. Well, but
1: see, here's here's the thing. I don't know if see, I don't blame the head coach for that unless he didn't unless he was told to do it. That's what I don't understand.
0: Well, I don't know who made the decision. But it was a missed opportunity that definitely led to something more. But, Jeff, why don't we come back to Eagles in a second? And why don't you introduce? We got another guest on the line. So, who do we have on the line? We've got Lindsay uh, Mashkin on the line, as I just totally butchered her yeah, name. Yeah, you did butcher her name. Why you make me say it, huh? Lindsay,
1: are you there?
4: I'm here, Lindsay Massiangelo. <laughs> uh, see,
0: I blame Jeff for making me say it. He <laughs> I didn't asked give me a phonetic spelling at all. He, he just,
4: that's usually how it goes. You can just say Lindsay.
0: All right, well, we've got Lindsay on the line from the new lacrosse team in the town that now has a name.
4: It does. Finally, long awaited. We are the Philadelphia Wings.
0: So you're back that's and it. better than ever.
4: Yeah, the fa- the fans voted loud and clear. We had over 5,000 votes for the Wings, so we, we really left it up to the fans, and uh, everybody is, seems very excited for the Wings.
1: So let me ask you a question about, so you take the name, do you take the history of the old Wings, or does that you go do. with, you do take it over, that's, oh, see, that's yeah. kind of cool. I told Jeff, that's... I used to go to the Wings games,
0: I used to love watching the indoor lacrosse games, they were so much fun.
1: I loved them, I could <laughs> not believe when they left, because because they did get a good crowd, uh, and so, Absolutely. yeah, so it was surprising. I think this is a good lacrosse town. So you, while you took the history of the team, you you have a new logo, which which at least I, I think is pretty cool. And the kids that I've heard from say that, that they love it, too. So. Jeff's out there soliciting opinions right now for you. Well, no, I have a teenager.
4: You're doing market research for us. We appreciate uh-huh. it. We, we, we thought it was pretty cool as well. The idea was to pay respect to the, the team of the old with, with some of the, the red and, and some of the elements of the logo, keeping that W prominent, but also freshening it up because you know there's there's, a lot of passionate fans out there, but there's also a whole new fan base of younger kids playing lacrosse. We wanted to really appeal to everybody and, and make them feel that this is, this is their team.
1: So one of the things that you do when you, have, when you have a new team coming to town is usually hit the community. And my understanding is uh, the Wings are already uh, fast in moving into the community and, and starting something tomorrow.
4: Absolutely. So, you know, we're doing our best to to build strong partnerships in the community, grow the sport of lacrosse, and one of the things that we've done is convert the roller rink over at the Voorhees Skate Zone, where the Flyers practice, to a turf facility. So tomorrow, we're inviting fans to come down. It's, it's in Voorhees, uh, right attached to, to the skate zone, and there's a turf down there and we're going to have some games and a DJ and music and just invite fans down to sort of mix and mingle, meet some of the alumni from the past and um, to really you know start to, to meet some of us as well. And, and we want to meet the fans and get some kids out practicing in the facility. The facility will be available for kids to rent, for teams to come and play and all sorts of events.
0: It sounds like a fun time for people. So what's the process here for the timeline for starting the team, the season? How people can get tickets what's going on you
1: should have used the phrase yeah. in the process by the way but go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so,
4: so we have a year to go, although that year is going to go really quickly. The NLL actually opened this year, this weekend, and we will open the, probably this weekend next year. So we have until next December, but the next year will be pretty busy in terms of getting a coach, which we're hoping to sign and announce in January. And then we will be part of the expansion draft and the regular draft for the NLL in September of next year, which is when we'll start to get players and a schedule. Um, but until then, We'll still be we'll still be out there and um, you know, dealing with the fans and, and trying to get lacrosse, get the growth of lacrosse up as well.
0: If people want to stay updated on the community events you're doing as you work towards the launch of the season, how can they keep updated on the new developments?
4: So we, everything will be exclusive through our um social handles at Wings and also wingslax.com so we're doing our best to constantly engage fans and keep people updated because we know we have a lot of questions what's happening and when will we know what who the coach is so we want to make sure we're updating people so please follow us so we can communicate directly to you and um, you know engage with us as well we want to hear what people think what we want to um, communicate
1: so as all this goes on will you join us again so we can find out what's going on with the wings and get people excited
4: Absolutely, we love to hear that there are lacrosse fans out there, and we, and we, want, we want to talk to you as much as possible. Okay,
1: well, thank you. For, thanks for calling in, Lindsay. We'd love to keep people thank updated. So- thanks so much.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. We appreciate it. We'll Have, t- hope to talk to you guys soon. Take
1: care. Take Go wings.
0: <laughs> Bye, Jeff. We should practice some lacrosse in here. You can let me check you.
1: Uh, you're funny. Come on, it'd be fun. Uh, actually, where's Brett? Brett, Brett will do anything for the show. So you, the you know, Chiefs, the Chiefs mush. Yes. Yeah, so, so Brett, next week we'll be bringing a lacrosse stick and Seriously. we're going to show people Wait, on a radio show a how point. to check.
0: So you've dressed up in all kinds of crazy outfits mm-hmm. and ridiculous things for your other shows. If we get like wings gear and an outfit, would you like take on a player? Let's we'll just yeah. let him whack you with lacrosse stick. Yeah, we, I will. If we get
1: like Jake Berg, he will. You let him.
2: Mouthpiece. If I if I got a mouthpiece on.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> well, if that's all it takes, I'll go across the street, target just don't now. Don't hit me in the face. <laughs> All right, Lindsey, if you're still listening, we'd like to get uh, one of your lacrosse players in here as soon as uh, the team is picked, and Brett's going to take him on. He's he's ready for it. So before
0: no we let you face. off the mic, um, can we talk about your ability to totally mush a team? What is going on with your Kansas City Chiefs, man? No win November for us, man. And then December hasn't been – I mean, it's been one week for November for us. Uh, are people questioning your ability to totally screw up a team? this I am. Season? everyone does it's i mean been I, like that for years i mean i am but i'm just wondering if like other people are yeah uh
2: university game of what was it miami last week when they're in the championship did you push that too they were on besides the week before but they were they were doing really good and i watched the game with my brother and they only got a field goal i think right so should you just not
0: me. watch games like could you not watch the eagles rams on sunday because i'd I like watch, the Eagles. i won't watch it good because don't. i don't jinxed it last time don't early, if the eagles uh, make the playoffs like, you're banned Actually, the anytime the banned. Eagles don't win, I'm assuming that you're watching at this point. That now. was the only time I actually watched the game was this past Sunday. Uh, what? Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Let, before we go back to well, Atlanta, Let's go the back Cowboys to the Why would you do that to us? Why you got to subject me to this pain because you decided to watch football games. I watched
2: that. Cowboys won and they won. All
0: right. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brett's now... I don't know
1: what that meant. <laughs> Brett's now told us that he mushed last week. That's not very cool. All right. So here's what we learned. The Eagles piled 425 425 yards of offense. The defense only allowed 310 yards uh, to the Seahawks. The Eagles had five more first downs. Wentz had 345 yards passing, except for the little fumble in the end zone. It just didn't work out. Look, I'm not panicking.
0: Uh, and that, I, That's what I and, mean.
1: And there's been a lot of... You're hearing, you're hearing a lot of panic? Yeah. I don't. But that's because yeah, but we're you, Eagles fans, yeah, but and we panic. Yeah, but you're, chi- you're, chi- we do. you're You're the Philadelphia Chicken Little fan. You think the sky's falling the second. You think the sky's but falling even you know, when they're winning. But I don't actually think the sky's falling now. Oh, you? Th- yeah, but when they the winning streak started getting more and more, I saw you getting more and more nervous. You no, learn no, I'm, to more just he- enjoy I'm it. totally hesitant of winning streaks.
0: Yeah. Like, when you're winning like nine and ten games, you're bound to lose a game at some right. point. That's but see, just going to happen. Just, yeah,
1: look, sports is, everything's a different week. It's, it's, it's like a movie every week. You just got to enjoy the ride. All right. So this week, let's move forward, okay? Mm-hmm. It was
0: a tough game last week. I did not think that they were totally outplayed, by the way.
1: I thought they Well, were. except for Vitae. <laughs> he had a tough game. <laughs> he was outplayed. And that's- Frank Clark and Sheldon Richardson took him to town. That's going to be a problem. Yeah
0: going forward because Mm -hmm. other teams are going to see that and they're going to take advantage of that. However, they were in the game. They had the opportunity. Didn't happen. Mm -hmm. This week, stay out in California. Another tough game. Another tough game. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, let's talk real fast. Got more serious issues out there with the wildfires. Yeah.
1: It, we'll, it, hope everybody's okay out there. For all the people that are out in, in L.A. and Ventura County, it, it, you know, we're hoping that those fires just stop soon. Because I'll tell you, I saw some photos of that. Oh, that was crazy. It the looked video like lava a, coming down a
0: mountain. It looked awful. Yeah. And the, the Rams actually had to move their practice one day. They weren't able to practice. And another day, the winds were real bad. So we'll see the impact. They had talked about potentially moving the game, um depending on the fire and uh fox is actually <laughs> going to broadcast from there they want to make it like a college game day type atmosphere there so did you see that they're soliciting actors for rams fans are you are you in as an maybe, actor maybe, for a rams maybe, fan absolutely yeah, why not, not?
1: Would, would if you were an eagles fan if they would pay you to go into the stadium no, but you got to wear a rams no. jersey you wouldn't do it I'd buy my own ticket with my eagles jersey oh
0: you would brett would Brett White, we know we know that Brett would. <laughs> He's looking behind the glass, going, "I stopped paying attention so, to the show. So, what are you talking so, about?" So
1: here's here's my prediction for 2018: Brett will be a Rams fan, nope, and, then, and they'll go straight down the tubes. <laughs> so, you know, it, I was surprised.
0: I thought that the Rams defense is better than their rankings show sure, they are. Yeah. They only have the 27th best run defense. Your son gave us some great stats, by the way. No, 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 no. Those are mine. They're not yours. Don't Get take credit for his work. Get Stop out it. of here. Stop it. So I, I was surprised, though. I, it gives me, you know, it makes you wonder what their game plan is going to be coming in. So if you're Doug oh, Peterson. I can, tell you, I can tell you what the game plan is. What's the game is. plan?
1: R- rushing offense for the Eagles is second in the league. The Rams' rushing defense is 27th in the league. So you think they'll come in and commit to the run again this week? If they don't and they lose this game, then people should start panicking because it is pretty obvious what you should be doing, and that's running it down their throat. Get a Jai in there, get Clement in there, get Blunt in there, and just rotate them and wear them down. And we both are picking the Eagles for this
0: week. We'll get to our picks shortly, but you have the Eagles. I do. You think that they win this, go to
1: eleven and I two. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be easy, but if the, the Eagles got to win ugly, they, this has got to be. And they just need to, down to keep
0: winning if they want to have an opportunity for a buy and home field advantage. Those yep. are the things that you're talking about now at this point of the season. Mm-hmm. That's where you are in breaking it down, and that's what's got to happen. So let's go. Let's move on real fast to some other news in the well, NFL. Whoa, wait,
1: what are we going to do about Vita? You just you just went. Ah, people figure it out.
0: We're stuck with him. They're going to have to add extra help out there. A tight end has got to be chipped on his side. I mean, Selick's going to have to go to that side. Mm -hmm. uh, Ertz is still in the concussion protocol. He had been back to practice, but now he's he's, questionable this
1: week. Well, how is he questionable? I thought that if you did not practice and were still in the protocol on Friday, you didn't play on Sunday. Uh, Talk to NFL Mobile, who just 19 minutes ago texted
0: me, Zach Ertz remains in concussion protocol, questionable for Eagles on Saturday. So if you'd like On to make Sunday. A, on Sunday. So yeah. if you'd like to make a call and find out why they're putting okay. that out. All right. Um, that's what they say, that he's questionable. Um, I do have concerns. Hey, I'll, I'll make a actually, deal. I'll let you know. That was, was my biggest play. concern coming out of Seattle was the health of Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vitae, you can try and scheme and, and take that away. Zach Ertz having concussions in back-to-back weeks is concerning to me especially after our conversations about CTE and everything mm-hmm. else. He's a very important part of this offense, and you need to have him healthy going down the stretch if you do, want to go do, you want, go. do
1: we want to talk about CTE? No, we he, don't because that's
0: the Monday night game.
1: All right. Well, because here, here I got to get this off my chest. Rob Gronkowski should have been suspended for four games. You didn't like the one game dive on the back. Are you kidding me? That was the biggest punk move I've, I've seen in the NFL in decades. This guy was laying face down on the turf, and Rob Gronkowski whacks him in the back of the head with his whole 280 pounds. There was a lot of discipline in the NFL this week. Yeah, but how does he only get one game? How is what he did the same as what you the wanna, other people did? You want to call our friend John Runyon? <laughs> I, I do. I, I want to know, because because if you're taking this seriously, you want is one game going to stop it? No, it's not. I'll tell you. If you suspend him for a quarter of the season, that will never happen again. Uh, Perfect I, won't even do it. There were there were some other. I mean, Monday
0: night's game was brutal. I mean, Ryan Shazier carted off. He yeah, surgery yesterday. They don't know if he'll ever play again. No, spinal yeah. surgery yesterday. Um, I, I was surprised that Antonio Brown wasn't hurt on the helmet to helmet hit in the touchdown. Uh, you did you, you just Schuster standing over top of Perfect?
1: Yeah. Did you believe for one second after the game when he said he didn't know it was Perfect? So if you hit the guy you and hear, you're
0: standing over his face, did you hear Antonio Brown in the background yelling Karma? Yeah, Karma.
1: Well, I, I don't really find I, that to be. I, I think Antonio but. Brown's taking a hit this year on uh, uh, on being classy, and I think he's not going to be getting many endorsements anytime soon. Let's go to the game last night.
0: He? Drew Brees is the latest player to complain about Thursday Night Football. Um, he believes that the injuries are 100% a product of playing on Thursday night, uh, looking what guys are doing to their body. Is any of this going to change? No, because as long as the NFL can make money on Thursdays, they're going to do it. The Saints had some serious injuries last night for a team that that's trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah, Kamara, Kamara is now in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they lost some other players, so it was a tough night for them.
1: Um, and then your Giants. Uh, what happened last night? Wait, wait, wait. You, you, got, you got off the— the most interesting part of the evening. What? what? What is it that Sean Payton is mocking the Falcons for losing the Super Bowl, making the choke sign? Yeah, that wasn't
0: effective. He's the coach. That wasn't effective at all. Um, I, I I don't, don't know under- what else to say.
1: It's it just it, I, I just found I didn't it-
0: understand a lot of the coaching. I didn't understand the Falcons coach not taking the penalty there, giving them fourth and in inches to to get the first down that led to Drew Brees throwing the interception at the end of the game. I didn't understand a lot of that.
1: Well, the coaches were tired, too.
0: All right, we're running out of time, but I yeah. need to get to your Giants real fast. We're not going to get to our NFL picks. So. They still stink. What they, do you want to know? But what happened last week? Giants don't make changes midseason. That's what everybody
1: told me all along. And now all of a sudden, they so, so like got a new quarterback, their GM's gone, their head coach is gone. Offensive genius Bob McAdoo, who can't deal with human beings, apparently, screwed up. So, what happened is 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 he takes Eli Manning out after two hundred and forty straight games. Oh, well, well, guess what happened? McAdoo didn't handle it well, and he was fired, and Jerry Reese, who's the general manager who screwed up draft picks, was fired. Um, I don't know what to tell you. so now so now you have Spagnola, who coached with the Eagles. um, he's gonna be coaching, and it's going to we're, we're just gonna have. Rest of the season where Eli is back, I guess he'll start his streak at one again, and the Giants will uh, lose. So we're we're starting the. I actually think the Giants are going to win this week. You don't, no, but I do. I think they're going to play well. How how do you win a game when you have no wide receivers, when you have no running game? So how are they going to score points? I don't know. I just happen to think that there's They're not that emotion the, in The football. defense is not the Vikings' defense, which scores like every week. There's no. The Giants have no way to score a touchdown.
0: All right, let's go to the Vikings real fast. We've got 30 seconds left before we go. Vikings, Carolina. Vikings. Vikings. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I've got the Vikings, but I'm hoping for Carolina because the Eagles need the Vikings to lose. Why? <laughs> because the Vikings are right now tied for first place in the, in the NFC.
1: Yeah, but see, once again— I don't believe that's why you're rooting for him because you have Greg Olson on one of your fantasy teams. No, no, I don't. That's a friend of mine. I don't. Oh, okay. I actually have no— Because you asked me before the show, no, and I'm sitting a, there going, here he is with fantasy No, it's a, it's a
0: friend of mine who had the the interest of Ertz or Olson. I, I actually have no interest. I have a bye this week in my one league that I'm in the playoffs in, so yeah. I have nothing going on this week. It's All not right, well, to, we'll, we'll, to, take,
1: yeah. we'll, take, we'll talk about this off the air. But as we leave, there is something good that happened in hockey this week. Flyers are on a winning streak. Three.
0: Three in a row. We're going to talk about it more next week, right? Yeah,
1: apparently they can only win when they're out of the country. Who do we have <laughs> next week with us? Next week we have Brian Prop, Hall of Famer from the, the Flyers Hall of Fame, and we have Marty Turco calling in who's with the Dallas Stars. He was Dallas Stars goalie, and he's now with the organization. And they're going to talk uh, before Saturday's game between the Stars and the Flyers.
0: That's going to be the last word. Everybody have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.